0: Hello, people. How are we on this lovely Tuesday night? My boy Chase and I are live here at the Cocktail Hour. Chase, how you doing, my man? Man,
1: I'm I'm here. I'm excited. I I, I was bummed we had to miss last week, but we're we're back at it, dude. It's uh it's good to be back in in the the lounge, the bar. And the, uh,
0: um. now I'm a little disappointed in myself. Um, I have like 15 million weddings to go to. This. This summer, in reality, it's three, but it feels like fifteen million.
1: Once, once you get past like the age of twenty-five, three might as well be fifteen
0: million. And you know, I just you know, you know, I got I work out a lot, but I drink and eat a lot, so I'm going no bread for the whole month of March. No bread, no carbs. Whoa, that's I know. it, my
1: man. That's um. I don't think it, that, that includes pasta too, doesn't it? Yeah. It's just
0: like today, I had um. Bread. Blueberries, chicken, and broccoli.
1: Eating real clean then. Yeah. You got like a, a special suit you're squeezing into? You pick out get something from Indochino, maybe?
0: Well, you know, one of them I'm the best man. The gotcha. other one, it's me and all these guys that used to play in the NBA. Another one's a high school college buddy. So, you know, uh yeah. you know, like I just you know, gotta gotta bring the A game, dude. You know, gotta gotta bring the A game, so don't I, I, I know you're
1: not in the wedding party for the, or it sounded like you're not in the wedding party for the NBA
0: one. Actually, uh, you know what? I am.
1: That's amazing because <laughs> people are going to be like, who's so who's agent?
0: <laughs> and the funny thing is, is like, I Googled everyone in the wedding party's net worth because I just want to kind of know like what I'm in for for the bachelor party. Yeah. The lowest guy, guess, guess how much is the net worth was? 10 mil. 25 I know, dude. Like, I'm going to have to, I'm going to be calling up the, that, uh, what is her name, Inventing Anna from Netflix, and she's going to have to be giving me lessons like how to swindle banks so I can I can roll with these guys, right. dude. Right.
1: Listen, if if those collector's coins that I bought late night off the infomercial ever like fully mature into the value, I'm going to be right there with them. I mean, it's only a matter of time. Everyone wants a buffalo nickel with R2-D2 on it.
0: Hey, I, I would I would take one gladly. Um, so the, the floor is yours, man. You know, let's pop some champagne, you know, let's, let's crush Beho's dreams, you know, because your Razorbacks laid it down. I mean, you know, this is okay. A right now, you know, we talked about it. They switched the starting lineup. You know, you guys are playing balls to the wall, insane ball right now. Yeah. What's the ceiling for this team?
1: I, I honestly, I, I, after going to the Elite Eight last year, and I feel like we have much better scoring threats this year. And then also, because, uh, I mean, last year Jalen Williams was a freshman. He was a great rebounding. He was a great distributor from the post. He's stepped up.
0: And- Uh-oh. Uh-oh, I think my boy's frozen, dude. Did it happen again? Chase, my man. I think I lost you, bro. Am I back? You're back, man. You're back. Okay. You're back.
1: But, I mean, I'm saying, so, so J.D. no-take can give you 40 on any given night. Jalen Williams has emerged. Then you also have, you know, player great people coming off the bench. The defense is there. If you look at what we are doing uh, for uh, opponents' shooting percentages from three-point and also from the field, that's a prescription for a recipe for – a disastrous deep run, baby. I, I think this is a Final Four team. If not, on the out, just on the cusp of being, like, a championship worthy. Like, worthy being talked about as a team that can win it all. Hey,
0: I'll tell you what. I actually had them last year to win it all. And you guys, what are you guys, cut it to 4-2 against Baylor and then decide to, yep. decide to score for not seven minutes, for, like, seven minutes just not being able to get it in?
1: Yeah, I had never been so pissed off to see Homer Drew over and over again as uh, when we were losing that game. And I was like, "Ah, he looks so nice, but ah, fuck that old man." Um, yeah, no, it's uh, I, I mean, I think we got a good, good chance. I depending on what kind of draw we get. I mean, I, I honestly, I think we could. I've seen us sitting at about a five seed right now. I think we could honestly be like a three or four seed if we come if we blow through the SEC tournament and actually win the thing, too. Two seed, probably. Um,
0: I mean, I read this thing, like, according to, like, net, since you guys started this run, you're, like, the third best team according to, like, net ranking. I mean, you guys are playing insane ball right now. Yeah, it's, um, it's nice to see. I mean, I, I had. Thought maybe this just this just wasn't the year. Whenever we went through our, we have a January slump. It doesn't matter who play, who the players are.
1: It doesn't even matter who the coaching staff is. It seems like every year after we come out of non conference, we hit the SEC tournament or sorry the SEC play and we just slump hard. Like yeah, you know you go and then you just like drop the first three SEC games and then they put it together. I don't know. It, it's weird. Um, but I mean we're we're peaking at the right time. I just hope that we don't like peak. And then fizzle late because we have played some tough ball games uh, as of
0: late, you know. And you guys really haven't had that like letdown spot, you know what I mean? Excuse me, you haven't really had that, you know, shit the bad spot. I'm just saying maybe you should bet LSU tomorrow because that would probably be a good little spot to have it, you know. So uh, what and if
1: it wasn't <clears throat> senior night? I would say I would agree.
0: Yeah, that's true, and I mean. You guys got Williams the big guy who you've been on since the beginning. Props to you. Yeah. Playing inspired ball. Yeah. Um, Norte. He, I mean, like, that dude is like... I was thinking about, he's kind of like a Kyle Lowry type guy. You know, yeah. just, just a pit bull. He will literally, like, pour gasoline on himself and run through a fire to get a win. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, just just a pit bull of a point guard. And Ethan, I mean, He's a he's a hell of a scorer
1: but I think what he really showed against Kentucky was how well he passes like yeah. when he starts drawing that attention um last year we had like Moses Moody who honestly for a couple of games in the in the NCAA tournament just went MIA mm-hmm. and I don't think you're going to get that from JD Note. like that's good I think the difference maker
0: Yeah I mean um god that guy was like I was so, I had so high aspirations for that guy in the in the uh tournament last year um what um what's their floor I mean could you see them because I mean I'm a Michigan State guy I know we're gonna lose first round to Missouri State or we're gonna make it to the Elite Eight I know there's no like middle ground for us like what do you think uh, Arkansas's floor is
1: listen I I mean UMBC versus Virginia taught us that anybody is beatable in the first round Mm -hmm. there is no you know first round lock anymore yeah. Um. I, I I think there's more parity in college basketball than there's probably ever been. Uh. Right now. Uh. Where I think it, a lot of it has to do with, just I mean, high school athletics has just gotten better. These kids know more. They get better coaching. They know how to take care of their bodies better than the previous generations. Um. So I mean, the floor. I quite honestly it would be a loss in the loss in the first round. Um. Because yeah. I, I I can't I can't say that that it couldn't happen because mm-hmm. I've seen. I've seen the impossible happen before, you know. At this point, so that, that would be that would absolutely be the floor. I gotta I gotta say one thing though to yeah. to Mister Ken and his Pomeranian or whoever he is, Mister Ken Palm.
0: Okay, I let's hear.
1: Four. I said four of six going into this stretch of the last six games. I said we were gonna win four of six. I was told by certain hosts of cutting nets one of six. Ken Palm says we're gonna win one of six. Son of a bitch, we won five of six, and we the one we lost was by one point.
0: So I hate Kenpom. I suck your Pomeranian. I hate Kenpom. I effing I, because it doesn't take injuries into it an account. And you look at it; it takes a team like um, guy was it's right here in my hometown, Loyola Chicago. You know they beat Evanston, Evansville by thirty. They go up like fifteen spots in Ken Kenpom. I. Like I said, like I if you're gonna bet college basketball or NBA basketball, I really feel like shot quality, that's the best site to be using. Like a way more for what I'm looking for, I like more than more than Kenpon. Because um, you know, it just doesn't doesn't keep injuries into it into account. So I'm just not a big fan of it.
1: What what I've started doing is I, I just I I've got a site that I go to for my statistics. I couldn't even tell you what it is off the top of my head. Huh. Uh no, it is I mean, it's some, some basic. Oh,
0: you know, I just, I na- I named the porn site, dude. I was trying to be funny. Oh, <laughs> Completely went over your head. <laughs> uh, it's just teamrankings.com. And so, what I, what I do is wow. I quite literally,
1: I, I look at how they stack up in points per game, how they stack up in field goal shooting. And then from there, like, I'll go and say, okay, how do they stack up in, you know, defending, you know, from the field defending from three point and like if it's even then i'll break it even further down i'll say okay might not be the shooting it might be like assist to turnover if they're even there i'll even go back into okay, so they don't turn it over uh they they're they both shoot fairly well so maybe it comes down to rebounds at that point and i just keep trying to find like that one critical stat that gives me the green light to fire
0: and just, just not, I gotcha. <clears throat> I gotcha. It's like um, I
1: play horse racing. There is, there is no holistic number. It doesn't exist.
0: What, uh, I didn't know you had a tat. What, what arm tat you rocking there, big guy?
1: Oh, let see. So, I, I, should preface this by saying grandpa went to, my grandpa went to Alabama. For okay. For years. Okay. He, uh, you would think he was a doctor. No, he majored in Sigma Chi. Okay. Uh, and sold, sold auto parts. But, uh, yeah, he, uh. He was, like, if you had to pick two words to describe him, it was Alabama fan. Oh. Um, like, he had he had a Crimson A, like, on his coffin. Like, this dude was, like, we were raised to revere the bear. Like, everyone just shut the fuck up anytime Bam was on, on TV. And, um, yeah, man, uh, whenever he passed away, he had pretty bad al- Alzheimer's. Elephant never forgets. I have his hat that looks like that, kind of the Bear Bryant hat. Mm-hmm. So, he spoke sm- big old cigars on his road trips whenever he was making calls on customers. So, I, okay. I got that.
0: All right. But, um. Now, the big talk in the NBA, we have a couple NBA talking points. The first one, what's going on with Geno's Lakers, man? Like, this team I, is like, we knew it was going to be bad, but it's almost okay. to the point where it's this bad. You know what I mean? You have Genie Bus leaving during the mid-game. You have players fighting, yelling at people in the – I'm going to call it the Staple Center. I'm not going to call it the Bitcoin Crypto Center. Still the Staple Center to me. Um, that's fair. You know, what What the hell's going on there, dude?
1: So here's my theory is that it is non-sustainable for a franchise to have LeBron James as their star. Yep. Especially when you have one that's as injury-prone, that you're paying as much as as A.D. And they thought they could get around it by pulling in a bunch of, hey, man, some of these guys are all famers. Like, they're really good players. Like, Mellow, you know, uh, Westbrook. And then fill it in with like, with, with, like, role players that they're, you know, paying with bus passes and, like, a box of envelopes. And I just think he's getting older. They have to – a team has to invest more around him which means he's going to have to take a pay cut and how do you ask lebron james to take a fucking pay cut you know
0: you, you can't and um i i heard an interesting comment and it was the guy i was talking to said the difference between chris paul and lebron james is chris paul lets monte williams coach lebron james what? doesn't let frank volvo coach
1: yeah, I mean, Tyron Lou, Eric Spolstra. I wish Spolstra turned out to be a fairly good coach. But, like, Spolstra, anybody that, he had at, that he's had in the Lakers, he's coaching those teams. And, like, I know MJ, you know, he had that, that kind of, just from the last dance, he had that, like, reputation yeah. of being, like, that guy. But Phil Jackson was still running that team and, and coaching. Like... He was controlling. I mean, he was still like managing people, but he also had like an offense.
0: Yeah, it wasn't just like... that he was running. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Um,
1: the need, the triangle offense.
0: I mean, I think it's tough just because like LeBron. I mean, don't get me. Wrong, he smartest basketball mind ever. You know he he knows his stuff, but <laughs> let's let's face it. Like as soon as this Westbrook thing went down, there is not one person saying, "Oh hey, this makes sense." Oh hey. This is going to work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you got to let somebody be in charge, make up the team, you know, and that's, right. you know, the Lakers, they, and I'll say it, if the Lakers weren't in Los Angeles, he wouldn't have gone there. He just went to LA because that's the best place for him the market himself. He put his kid in a good basketball program, which is fine. It's, it's fine doing all that stuff. But the Lakers are just—it's a mon and pa franchise, you know. The buses running it. There's no. There's no real structure. They're 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 just a disaster.
1: Yeah, I mean it's and it's all it, basically like if you're affiliated with the the Showtime Lakers or the Kobe and Shaq Lakers like Pl- Plinka was, then like it's like you're in it's a very like incestuous kind of kind of setup that they have in terms of how they you know maybe maybe you need someone else in the front office to come to bring someone in and you know make make the hard decisions like i was shocked that they didn't do anything during the uh during the trade deadline i I fear russ was gone at the very least you can probably get a lot from malik monk
0: yeah
1: hamstring that team
0: but i mean like i don't know the team has just so many needs though you know what i mean it's like you look at it from top to bottom net ranking this is what really blew my mind um what it i forgot what it was like it was like the net ranking with um AD and LeBron on the floor this year is worse when they were off the floor last year
1: there there's no to <laughs> any sort of chemistry together yeah. cuz one, one of them's always always injured. So, all right, if you were a betting man, you know the goal is LeBron wants to play with Bronny one year and, the, and yeah. then, like, retire. Yeah. If you were a betting man, what would you say the odds are that he actually gets to that point?
0: You know what? When I talked to Gino, I said this is going to happen, and I gave my, my prediction for the team. Are you ready for this? Yeah. The Minnesota Timberwolves.
1: They'll take anybody.
0: Well, who who's their part owner? Alex Rodriguez you know, ex-player tie. You know, I really think A-Rod being there, that's something that could materialize. You
1: you think he wants to maybe have it set up to where he can, he can just like retire into like part ownership of the team sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. That makes sense. I I get that.
0: Go there, Uh, bring him in, plays with Brody one year, retires, A-Rod gives him a piece of the team.
1: Here's, here's my take on it. And that is, that he won't last that long and the reason is unlike Michael Jordan he hasn't had just like I mean when Jordan came back and played for like the Wizards yeah it, it, he'd had like a year off for baseball he'd had time off from from the Bulls like it wasn't like he you know just powered through all those years straight like Maybe that's the secret. Maybe he needs to like take up ping pong for a year or
0: something. You know, take up curling. Can, can oh, you yeah. can, can you imagine LeBron on the curling board, on the curling, the curling sheet? I mean, that would be that would be a sight, man. Um, yeah, I just don't know. Like, because they're reeling right now. They play the Mavericks tonight. Some of us may be invested in the Lakers plus five and a half. Just just saying. Um, I don't know if like when they gets the playoff time, are these guys just gonna mail it in? Or are they gonna like actually compete and say, hey, you know what? Let's get this and let's roll up our sleeves. Let me be my friend Chris Paul. I don't know what they're gonna do. And it's it's kind of like a weird time for a Laker fan. And then the uncertainty, the like, you know, they traded away a lot of picks, T A uh Horton, Tucker Horton not being what he was supposed to be. It's yeah. Lakers hard time being a Laker fan. You know, I feel, I feel for you, Gino. I feel yep. for it. Yeah. Um, it's rough. Now, you may not know this. I live in the Northern burbs of Chicago. I'm a hoops head. Um, I actually have season tickets to the bucks, you know, so Pistons are one bucks are two. You know, I've been going up to bucks games since the Brandon Jennings. Games. That, that like, that's how long I've been. I've been here in this area. And, did you hear Charles Oakley? Like, he gave Giannis all, like, props, and then he goes, he would be a bench player in my era.
1: Charles Charles Oakley is just so good at having terrible takes, it seems like. Um,
0: yeah, no, he wouldn't. Just flat out, no. No, he would not,
1: is, is all I can say to that.
0: I mean, this is my take. Like, I hate it, like, when these... Old-time players, I don't want to use old-time players, like go, um, oh, he wouldn't make it in my era. Well, all these great players are great because they're able to adapt and work hard. And him being able to, Giannis would adapt. You know, he played down low. He'd develop a, like, a turnaround, a post game, something. So, I don't know. I always hate it when people say that. You know, like, oh, he wouldn't do it in my era. Well, dude, he's a great player with an insane work ethic. He'd figure it out and he'd get it done.
1: I think he would even be be even better in Oakley's era, and the reason is that there's not the focus on the three point shot. Yeah, like he literally could just play in the post and be an absolute freak with that wingspan and everything. Yeah, that's. I don't know what Oakley
0: was thinking. He 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 could be Shaq S, if I will. If you could, Shaq 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 S. You know what I mean? Just give it down there, give it down there. Let him pound. I mean, yeah, man. Like it just, I don't know. And like then you got Isaiah Thomas, who I really think Isaiah Thomas is trying to get into like coaching or a front office. Cause like anytime they ask him about like a modern day player, he always gives them props. Like he always he always like mentions how good they were and everything like that. You know, and I really think he's just trying to like, you know, like adhere himself to those type of players. Um one guy that's having an insane season who like can we just appreciate this guy for a little bit for what he's doing is Ja Moran. Did you see those highlights last night? He probably had the dunk of the year and the and the shot, the buzzer beater of the year in the same half.
1: Dude, amazing. Absolutely amazing. He's hands down my favorite player to watch in the NBA right now. It seems like he does a little bit of everything. Like I love that he comes from like a small school playing in a small market like and also just seems to be relishing playing in a small market in Memphis, which Dude, that's like two hours away. I got
0: to go and see that live. You know what I mean? Um, oh, dude, you've never been to the game in a house before? I have not. I, like, you ready to be really jealous, man? I was there one of the, God, I forget what year. It was a couple, maybe four or five years ago, maybe six, when they played the um, the Warriors. That was the team with Conley, my boy Zebo, Gasol, Tony Allen, you know. Yeah. You know that 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 place is a great place to watch a game, like an See, insane place.
1: The problem is, is, it's surrounded by Memphis, and Memphis is a fantastic place to lose yo life. Mm-hmm. Hey, bad, bad things happen in Memphis. Always have. Um, no, it's. I mean, it's amazing. I, I. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna draw a comparison here. I don't know how far like off base I am. Derek Rose before the knee injuries.
0: Derrick thi- Rose had
1: that sort of ex- he could explode, you know, like mm-hmm. he he could get up there. He has some of the some of the same skill set. He he's not as good of a scorer, but he, it's the same kind of explosiveness to me. Derrick Rose before the knee injuries, like rookie season in Chicago.
0: Yeah, I mean it's, I mean you explosive, um, dunker. Uh, when they when they would take take it to the hole, both of them would jump off two feet. I think Morant has a better jump shot though. Cuz that was the one thing about Rose back then is his yeah. jumper wasn't that good. I think Morant's jump shot is a little bit a little bit better. Um I think Rose yeah. was a better facilitator. Um yeah. I mean what is he what is he shooting like 50? 49 50% right now?
1: He he's I looked it up. He's shooting 49.8% right now. From the field. Uh, he's he's increased his, his three point percentage like two points over his career, which doesn't sound like a lot, but over the, the long run of a season, that's a few more extra buckets, you know? Like, it just seems like he, he works on everything.
0: And it's kind of like, like and it's kind of like he takes it like, hey, like, like you mentioned, you know, he was overlooked, you know, while being recruited to Murray State. They're actually going to look at somebody else. And then he comes there. And then they they saw him. He goes to Murray State and just materializes to this, like, phenomenal player. And he goes to small market Memphis, you know, the smallest market in the NBA. And it's not, you know, you're good, obviously, if you play in the NBA. But, like, you look at who's around him, man. You know what I mean? Like, you have former Spartan Josh Jackson, but everyone else is, like, a later pick you know, Stephen Adams, it's not like he has this absorbent amount of talent around him with what he's doing. And he, he's in Memphis, the NBA does this whole thing, small markets don't care. But yet, Memphis is never on TV. You know what I mean? It's like, right? you know, and I get it, like, you thought the Lakers are going to be, uh, you thought, you know, the Nets were going to have the big three of Harden, Irving and Durant. But, Next year, I'm going to be a little pissed off if Memphis isn't on a Christmas Day game. You know?
1: Right. Right. I mean, that's who you want to see. Like, I don't, I, I mean, say this LeBron Lakers team is, is somewhat intact next year for Christmas. I don't give a shit about that. I don't want to watch that over turkey and ham and presents.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. I mean, I would, yeah. Like, why would you want to see that? Like, we've been there, we've done that. AD will probably get hurt. 13 minutes into the game, (laughs) you know, so, um, I don't know, like, I just, for the NBA to say all this stuff, small market doesn't matter, now's the time to show me, give Memphis a Christmas Day game, you know, show me it doesn't matter, and I'll say it right now, like, he, I think he's like a 10 to 1 for MVP, he'd be worth throwing a little money at, because Joel Embiid, this is the most games he's ever played. You know, he's, you know, right. he he could get her. Um Jokic is just a beast. And, but if Denver really doesn't piece it together, you know, and they just kind of fizzle and they're like fifth, sixth, they're not going to get anything. Um, right. And I really feel with Milwaukee, they just want to get in the playoffs healthy. They're going to be resting Giannis, resting Milton, resting Holiday. You know, they... Yeah, I really feel like them winning Giannis the MVP really isn't a priority right now. So I think there's some definite value on Morant, especially with Paul being out, uh, Green being out for the Warriors. I think there's some chance for Memphis to move in the two-seed. If Morant does good, he could definitely win the MVP. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And I think that's that's what gets you. You know, that actually gets you your, your, like, Christmas Day game. Like, it took Giannis being, like, a transcendent player for, like, Milwaukee to start getting that. Like, I'm hoping that if he just keeps balling out and doing what he does, if, he, if he's, you know, done with his rookie contract and he's set on staying in Memphis, that, like, in a couple of years, then, like, Memphis might be basketball central, you know? Which is great. Memphis has always been a great basketball town. They've always produced a ton of talent.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. The, for sure. Um, and also... 36 Mafia, man. You know, don't don't hand yeah, 36 Mafia, dude. Like uh Yeah. I don't I know if you're your
1: project Pat either.
0: <laughs> I don't mean to I don't mean to drift our conversation, but did you ever watch that reality TV show at MTV? I
1: I did so I did not. <laughs> um I will say I have seen 36 Mafia live uh in concert. Uh I've also uh a guy I used to work with uh when I was like twenty two at some just like menial job. Mm-hmm uh briefly had the job of, of being their like in house like sound engineer and he said it was absolutely insane. He lasted Oof. a couple months. He's like I can't do it.
0: <laughs> I mean I can only imagine like I think it was I got for space of the guy's name. It wasn't like it wasn't Juicy J or um uh J Paul. J. Paul. But and it wasn't Project Pat. Um they're trying to have it's a... Po- black there what
1: was it crunchy black
0: that much i will not sure. I'll, I'll have to. I'll. Have to, i don't know it was i think it was one of the security guys and they were like going around like trying to get flyers and he got lost and he ended up taking a piss on Jennifer Love Hewitt's yard <laughs> and Hewitt got him kicked out of the <laughs> of the the subdivision or whatever it was and they had to move some some else all because that dude took a piss um
1: listen Listen, Crunchy Black had one of the just the most <laughs> transcendent rap lyrics of all time. Which really? is she got hot like in a kitchen?
0: <laughs> just wow, just just dropping it. Just dropping it.
1: God, I mean Tupac, you know, he, he took notice <laughs> from Cuba when he did
0: that. One. Um God, and there's one other scene? God, who did who did Jay Cutler end up marrying and then got divorced? The girl from Laguna uh, Beach. Uh, Kristen uh, Cavallari yeah Juicy J and her went on a date and that was like some riveting stuff right there I mean Adventures in Hollywood that was the name of the show that's right <laughs> like you want right, right. you want to talk about a gem I mean um uh, so <laughs> after we're done god
1: we I love 3-6 Mafia so much
0: oh uh, my god dude yeah yeah yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Um, so now the big thing is they made the announcement today the MLB is going to cancel the first two series of the year. Do you think MLB is going to play this year?
1: Honestly, I'm almost at the point where I don't care. Um but I, so here's the deal. I think they will. And I think they'll do one of these like stupid abbreviated seasons where like they have to like, they mess with the rules and everything like they did with the COVID year. But I don't think it will be as short. Like, it, it, and uh, I'll be honest. Like if that happens, like you, I was, I have diehard Cardinals fan. Like me mm-hmm. and my dad used to go to Cardinals road games. Like we just, that's what we did. Yeah. You know, during the summer was, was we watched the Cardinals and, uh, I don't know if they'll ever get me back if they if they have like an extended lockout or, or like a full on strike like I'm I'm done with it like I I don't think it's on the players like I, I I think a lot of it is honestly on on ownership like you you can't tell me that you're you're fucking poor whenever you're charging like fifty bucks for parking and yeah. you know seventy five for a hot dog and a beer and a pretzel or something
0: <laughs> jeez like. This is my thing. Um, Let's rewind to the COVID era. You have NFL talking about, you know, player safety with the COVID. You have NBA talking about the player safety with COVID. You have MLB and the players talking about revenue distribution. You know what I mean? It's just, it's all about, you know, like that's what it's about with that. Like they didn't, yeah. like they didn't care about the COVID. It was all just bottom line money. And, right. you know, it's just, I I actually wrote a, like a, a blog piece for my website a couple, couple when, years ago when that was going on. And I said baseball was a dying sport. I think like you look at it, I go up to a Brewers game. I see Um, people coming over for the casino because the casino is right there. They allow you to tailgate so people, like, in their 20s, you know, and up, like, that are drunk boozing and uh, some of, you know, Milwaukee's finest eye candy. That's what I see there. I never see any young kids, you know, and, like, that's what you have to do to get, you know, the sport living. You have to get the young kids there. And there's – when I go to a game, I don't see – the amount of young kids there that I used to do it when you and I were younger, and we would be going, like, I would go to Tiger games. You would go to Cardinals games. I don't see those kids there. So I think the sports die. And you mentioned it before. Before, you took your kid to soccer practice. Not 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 baseball. Soccer. My nephews yep. play soccer. You know? Like, so, I don't know, man. I think baseball is, like, going down that path and is going to be dead in 15, 17 years.
1: I don't think the kids these days have the attention span to watch a baseball game. There's just too there's too many more stimulating things out there. yeah baseball's so slow to adapt to change anything. And I'm honestly, when it comes to baseball though, I'm a baseball purist. Is my is my quandary? Like I, I hate the DH. I hate you know I I. I want small ball i want people stealing bases i want people laying down bunts like i i like that i like the strategy behind it you know that and when it turns into like no dh like just gorilla ball like let's just put you know get people you know have a couple place you know you know place setters and then have a couple people who can just mash it out of the park you know a lot of the time or strike out like you know hitting hitting for average is a is a lost art and then like I don't know. You see, maybe something needs to happen with the pitching too. Like the the pitching is just not very It's all either strikeouts or you know.
0: It's just, it's it's. I don't want to use the term boring, but like you know what I mean. Like it needs to do something to like liven the sport up, make the game quicker. Um, you know, just just get something going there. Um, and then, uh, you know, last Tuesday it was your it was your time to shine, man we had the u sfl draft i mean you guys you and and FL gym like what was it five hours 52 minutes or something like that
1: yeah and then i uh the next day was on for dropped in for a couple hours too uh for the for the later rounds like uh for because it was a two-day draft um Fun draft. I think they I think they did the structure of the draft well. I think as like a league publicity-wise, they might have dropped the ball.
0: Now, what was the structure?
1: So, uh, for one, modified snake draft. So, each team eventually had had a chance to pick first in a round. But what they did was uh, each round was dedicated to certain position groups. So, like, round oh. one was quarterbacks uh round two was like rounds like two through five were like uh uh offensive offensive tackles like the next rounds were like dbs and so they split it out like that and so i really i felt like it it gave them a really good chance to have a lot of parity in the league because you know for one people every team got a chance to pick first at some point and two it wasn't like you know People were just like snatching up the very best players that are out there. They had to actually build their, their yeah, they their had teams to yeah, out,
0: you know yeah. That, I like that. yeah. I mean that that's a great that's a great, I like that a lot. It'll be interesting to see if the XFL follows that and like um honestly, you know like I I like that a lot for the for the teams that are starting out and everything. Um, now
1: and every fantasy football player got to have their own like. It was, like, their own, like, wet dream moment of, like, I, I could do this. I could be,
0: be a GM. I snake draft. Um, now, looking at these teams and everything, is there any, like, team you're like, oh, shit, I actually like how they constructed, you know, this, this team? Because if that's the case, like, maybe we could try to f- find a future on them. Yeah. Um, so, th- this is a little bit me being a big, disgusting homer, a little bit me... Also, I think this team had a
1: really good draft was the New Orleans Breakers. Uh, I, I love their pick at quarterback, uh, especially to go with their head coach. They got Larry Fedora, who who coached your boy, The Truth, uh, Trubisky, uh, at, yes. in college. And they picked up Kyle Slaughter from, I think it was like Northern uh, Colorado, who okay. was just an absolute stud uh, athletically. Like, the, the dude, like, threw for three, you know, ran for – Three thousand yards in college he caught 14 passes his senior year like he's a a hell of a talent um and then also they picked up uh they had a db that i was really high on that they picked up out of uh, Ole old miss uh in, in the db rounds uh from that like vaunted land shark defense of, of a few years ago uh who has some versatility because he came in and played uh wide receiver at old miss and and switched positions okay. and I with how small the rosters are, which off the top of my head I couldn't tell you how many players it is, but it's a it's a very small compared to like a, a NFL roster. I feel like there, there needs to be a lot of like versatility to it. Uh, this Ben Holmes kid that the that the Generals drafted uh, coming out of Tarleton, watch out, that kid's gonna be a stud, uh, absolute stud. Like, but yeah, I, I thought the Breakers had a good draft. I thought uh, Jeff Fisher and the Panthers had a good draft. Um, and uh houston uh the gamblers and someone had, had a great draft too
0: i mean this is my thing like i'm you know i i i i, I set on here i adopted them. you know i'm loyal to my michigan roots
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: i just hate Shea Patterson, man like i just i i'm just not at the end of the day i'm just not a Shea Patterson guy do you think mm-hmm. that was the right choice with them having the top pick overall
1: I'm not sure because you you
0: know they they. Uh oh. Uh oh. I think we've lost Chase again. I think we have lost Chase again, and I was really looking for this because Shay played for Michigan, and I Michigan State guy. Oh, he's back! He's back! I was I was going to give my breakdown to Shea Patterson, but go ahead. So they they took Paxton Lynch. With their last pick, oh, they did. Okay, I think
1: you might actually have like a a quarterback competition going into it, and then it's Jeff Fisher. They're gonna run the ball. Let's not kid ourselves.
0: Run the ball, you know, power eye, halfback dive, yeah, fullback power.
1: Yeah, just you know, Todd Todd Gurley ISO up the middle, that sort of thing. I mean, just Uh, basically
0: just print out the Madden playbook for the for the Ram, 80 when he coached the 20 what god when was that 2014
1: well he took the uh i I think you might get like eddie george like 2000 titans playbook (laughs) honestly he took you know it took some some beefy like michigan like you know big 10 tackles and stuff that you know they all have like pro experience of course but yeah man like I, I think he is going to be the one team that, like, that, that actually runs the ball. I think everyone else is going to be slinging
0: it. It's so funny. Like, I can hear your dog barking, and my dog constantly is running into the room, like, peeking his head around, and then, like, sprinting back. Like, he's, like, my dog is so anxious to play with somebody. Um, My thing with Shea Patterson is I just don't – I don't know. I Like, he he came – he got ran out of Ole Miss, yeah. came to Michigan, you know, and – I don't know. I would actually like Lynch better. You know, Lynch has started some NFL games, and I love the fact Lynch went back and he's like coaching kids, dude. Like, if you have a chance to get back to kids, teach them the game, teach them the ropes. I know right. he's getting a little hate on social media, but you know, I I like that a lot, my man. You know, I my, I like that.
1: My my thing. I don't have any hate for Paxton Lynch. My big thing is like, hey, big big hand for John Elway who took a first round pick with Paxton Lynch who gets. Picked in the, is the last quarterback taken in the USFL draft.
0: So what you're saying is Elway's eye for quarterback talent isn't there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Apparently, I mean.
0: It just, just not there, man. So, you know, I just. It didn't. And, like, they drafted Tebow, too. It's just amazing, like, how this guy who you know how many he's been like lost two super bowls one one two super bowls how he just can't see like what is needed at the quarterback position you know what i mean like sometimes it's either like you can play you can coach or you can scout and LA can obviously play so uh i
1: i think he's good if you if if you like say okay here's a proven commodity is this person good yeah, yeah. Like like you did with Peyton Manning, I could see him do it with Aaron Rodgers this year too, you know. But like evaluating draft talent, oh man,
0: how bad can you oh be? Oh God, for Jesus! Someone who played quarterback at the highest level, you know. You you mentioned Aaron Rodgers. I have my prediction where he's going to go. Let's the let, he should be making his announcement soon, within the next week. Where is your prediction where Rodgers is going to end up?
1: I I kind of think he's a Bronco. Um, really. I don't think he'll he'll end up in the in the NFC at, like at all. Like
0: I, I think personally he's gonna end up staying in Green Bay. I mean you see all these moves that Green Bay is making, and I understand what you're saying with him going to Denver. Um, but at the end of the day, if he goes to Denver, he's gonna be competing with like I look at it, he's gonna be competing with Herbert and Mahomes, and that's not really something you wanna do.
1: That's that's a good point. That that would be hard. Um, it'd be funny if you just slid into uh, Tampa Bay. It'd be yeah, real funny. I, if you like just
0: slid into Tampa Bay. I mean, like I wrote it down on a piece of paper. Like if you look, if you look at it, the AFC West, there's Herbert and Mahomes. You really don't want to go there, okay? Because you'll okay. be constantly be the third team. You look at the the AFC South, okay? You have the Texans, which are a train wreck. Jacksonville who I think is going to be improved um you have the Colts who need something over Wentz and you have the Titans so I would look to go there if I was him you yep. look at the um AFC North Cleveland is there's that that's a little bit of a hot mess you know with Baker calling out Skifansky. um Bengals I'm sorry Biho. I think they're gonna take a step backwards I think they overachieved last year um and you have the Ravens which are a lot of injuries Steelers are kind of interesting because they have some playmakers and they have a good defense
1: yeah
0: um then you look at the AFC East I don't think any team there you know you know what I mean like the Pats and the and the Jets have young quarterbacks Dolphins I yeah maybe the I, Dolphins it. You know, so you you just go through the teams like Green Bay's in the best situation because the Bears, Lions, and Minnesota are all wreck. So, right. or maybe the I Commanders.
1: Honestly, that that would actually make sense. Like, maybe maybe the Giants would be a sneaky good place yeah. to land. Like, yeah. I, I think you would see a resurgent Saquon Barkley if that happened. Like, because mm-hmm. what happened as soon as someone like they had it like. I mean, we'll call it like a decent at this point. Like, as soon as they lost like a decent quarterback, it, it, that's when like they started putting everything on him and that's when he fell apart. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. If,
1: if he can get health, get healthy and if they get a like a wide receiver threat, which I mean, they've got some, they might actually have a ton of talent at wide receiver, but it, it was really, hard, it's really hard to tell with Danny Dimes. So I, I the Giants could fit.
0: Yeah. Giant, giants would be interesting. Um, you don't want to go, and then you don't want to go to the NFC West, NFC South. I mean, that place is wide open. I mean, right now, the best team because they have their starting quarterback is the Falcons in the AFC South. As crazy as it sounds, you know the Saints. You don't, you don't know what's going on with them. You don't know what's going on with the the the, the Panthers. You don't know what's going on with the Buccaneers. Falcons are the team to be right now in the South. As crazy as it sounds. So I mean like if he could go to Tampa like you're like you suggested earlier, I think that would be a great place for him because they, you know they have the offensive line. I know the one guy just retired, they have the defense, they definitely have some pieces so I definitely I definitely like the idea of him going going there. so that's definitely definitely a good possibility. So you know i I, I like that thought a lot. Yeah.
1: I, uh, the way my my internet keeps cutting in and out, you would think that like like my internet hub, like ran through Ukraine or something. Like it's just absolutely ridiculous how many times i have cut out. I'm sorry about that. Oh, dude. Now let me ask
0: you this. One more thing before we go. Do you think like the fighter pilot story is the ghost, the the ghost of what's what's the name of the town? Go,
1: the ghost of Kiev.
0: Do you think that? Do you think this? That's that's real. I hope so. Dude, I hope I so, so too. To I really do. But like the more and more I I just sit back and think about it. The more I'm like, eh. You know what I mean? Like, eh. You need
1: you need that sort of that sort of propaganda, I think, if you're rallying like an entire nation to fight for you. What I I think what's what's the the, the thing that people are losing sight of is the fact that you have two Klitschko brothers armed with AK-47s, like patrolling the streets of, of the Ukraine. Like I saw a pretty gnarly photo of Russian war dead. Where, like, the guy pretty much, like, didn't have anything left here. And I think what happened was Vitalik punched
0: him. Jeez. I saw the clip where the where the elderly lady went up to um, a Russian sho- soldier. So
1: ice cold. I love that. So and, like,
0: gave cold. her, a, like, here, put these in your pockets so when you die, flowers will be born. Like, yeah. dude, that's that's pretty OG, and man. That
1: is. And the, yeah, the... Me and, me and Jim talked about it last
0: night. Apparently Ukrainians are just built different, man. They're such a badass. <laughs> Dude, like, did you, uh, there's that Seinfeld clip going around where um, a Newman and what's the guy's name, Kramer, are playing, like, Risk on the subway, yeah. and, like, uh, like Kramer makes some comment, like, oh, what do you have, just have a Ukrainian? And, like, this Ukrainian guy's in the subway, he, like, slaps the board, he gets, like, what are you talking about Ukrainian blah 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 so. Ukraine not
1: weak. Ukraine strong. <laughs> yeah man. Well, yeah, dude. Yeah man. I keep fighting the good fight, Ukrainians. Like we the world is pulling for you
0: and I. Hopefully. I mean like hopefully, you know, you know everything will kind of calm down and the Ukrainians can pull it off cuz everyone definitely is pulling for the um pulling for the Ukrainians. Um well, guys, that is it for the cocktail hour. You know, thanks for tuning in. Every Tuesday around this time, seven forty-five Central Standard Time, give or take. Chase and myself will be here. We'll kind of talk it through, tell you guys like what's going on with the sports world, give it all a couple bets, shoot the shit, tell some crazy stories. Like today, what do we do? We talked talked about uh, three six mafia. So, um, you know, Chase, you got anything to add? You there, buddy? You frozen? Hi, right, man. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll be back here next week. Oh, you're back. Uh, you're back. You you're back. I. Right. So, you and I are going to be at Cod Nets on Saturday. What? Where else can people see it for this upcoming week? Oh, man. Like, I run out of breath doing this now. I'll just say I'm around. I'm around. You can find me. Uh, Follow me on Twitter. You'll. I'll, I'll retweet or tweet anything I'm in. Oh, I have to ask you this. What would the hell was up with that... Um, the guy that won the Rebel at like seventy to one. Oho? Yeah, yeah. The, what, what? What? WTF?
1: The one, the one-eyed horse, uh, got a dream trip, dream trip up the whip, up the rail. The pace absolutely fell apart. Like the, it just fell right into its lap. It actually, uh, if if you remember the Kentucky Derby, we're uh, looking at Lee uh, finished second. It was the exact same sort of trip, just beautiful rail trip pace to run into, it was like, what, looking at Lee and always dreaming, I think, because I mm-hmm. hammered that exact, because I was all over looking at Lee, I would have made so much money if that horse got up in the first, like un did, but, yeah, un the one-eyed one horse, proves that uh, you don't need Dose-Oho, all you need is the Un.
0: See, the the funny thing about horse racing is, like, we all have strengths when it comes to capping, mm-hmm. my strength is the 5,000 claimer at Golden Gate Fields. That is, that that is like, where I really come out and play. Like, the $5,000 claimer at Golden Gate, that's my wheelhouse right there, man. That's,
1: that's why you're the for a Golden Gate. That, yeah, that's... I will, I'll own up to it. I, I, that horse, Unoho, nowhere on my radar for that
0: race. No oh, dude. Like, <laughs> nowhere on my radar either. Uh, All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Like I said, every Tuesday around this time, Chase and I will be here shooting the shit, you know. Crazy stories. Last week, I almost died by genuine. This week, you know, Chase is talking about 3 6 Mafia, man. So, like, you know, every week we'll have some tales. Thanks for tuning in. In a month, I'll be back drinking with you guys. Until next week, my friends.